Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This, this is, is, is Kickoff in the Valley. Now here's your host, Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. Welcome to the Kickoff in the Valley podcast post-game edition. What a way to have a post-game edition of the show. I don't think you could ask for a better uh, ending other than, I, I mean, I, I think we all don't want it to come down to the wire like that, but yeah. man, what a game. And we're going to break it all down. Obviously, to my left, I, I don't know how, you're gonna, how you would see this on the video, but uh, is Britton Golden. Former Cardinal alumni, Cardinal wide receiver. Um, we'll talk about some receiver play, but we'll talk about the game as a whole. Kyler Murray throwing uh, the team on his back at one point, and oh man, let's okay. So Britt, thank you for joining me. How you doing, brother? How how'd you um, enjoy that game? <laughs> I was a roller coaster. I'll tell you that much. It looked real oh, bad man. at the beginning. It looked real bad at the beginning. Um, that's a hell of a way to finish it, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Not everybody yeah. off guard. Do, do you recall any nail biters like that during, during your time with the Cardinals? Is there a game that sticks out that reminds you of that? And mind you, sorry, folks, for the background audio, I am literally at the airport in Vegas <laughs> trying to get out of here because the amount of Raiders fans that are oh, man. trying to kill me for wearing all my Cardinal garb at the game, uh, I am weird. trying to get on the first flight out of here. And. Um, yeah, so you're going to hear a little bit of that in the background. But, Britt, do you remember a game like that in your time here uh, playing for the Birds? Probably the divisional round against the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, uh, that was everyone remembers that, that was, one. I, yeah, that would have to be the closest to that. It was in a fumble recovery, though, for 70 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> for sure. Well, let's let's kick it off with the bad because there was plenty of bad to start the game. And, and I saw, including myself, I mean, I, if you go to the Bird Gang Travel Twitter, uh, you're going to see me jumping off a ledge pretty much the entire, <laughs> I don't know, through halfway into the third quarter. That's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. M- much of the same as what last week looked like against the Chiefs. Uh, I took notes on this. The the opening drive for the Raiders, I, I mean, they picked up four. Uh, they converted on four third downs, two of which were third and long. And it looked just like the Chiefs. Could do whatever they wanted. Uh, when the Cardinals looked like they may get something rolling, it just it was pitch and catch with their car. And uh, just, just definitely this defense looked like what we 
thought they've been uh, based on last week's performance. So what were you thinking for that opening drive? Did you think this was going to be a smacking like I was? <laughs> I mean, halfway through it, I was still on the golf course at the time, but I was I had it on the phone. I was looking at just just looked like there was too many holes in the defense. Like they were just, like you said, they just did whatever they wanted up and down the field. And to jump yeah. out to a 20 to zero lead is just demoralizing for anybody. Well, and then just dumb mistakes, right? There was a ton of mistakes on both sides of the ball. Just, just yeah. things that make you feel like this team is undisciplined. Uh, just, Oh man. I, I mean, and things from Kyler Murray, who's in his fourth year that you just don't expect, right? Like, letting the play clock run down multiple times, having to burn how many timeouts throughout the game uh, because, you know, you're, you just don't have play clock management. You don't have game management when it comes to the time. Like, Britt, being someone that's been in an offense like that, where does that? Where do you see that coming from? When, when we, we have had these issues the last couple of years. This is not new. So when, they, yeah. when they're burning timeouts on the play clock, what are you seeing? I think a lot of it is just um... – you have to go – that's coming from the coach, too, because they have to call the play in, right? If the play's not in his helmet by, you know, 12 to 15 seconds, right, by the time he gets everybody lined up, they point the mic, they figure out who everybody's got to block, running back, offensive line, you know, you're down to a second or two. You know, the play, the play call really has to get in quicker, which a lot of it is – it's really just getting the play in beforehand. 100%. And, you know, that's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of fans initially are right away blame Kyler Murray, right? When they see those things happen. Yeah. I think I think fans, myself included, just put it on. And that's the big thing about this podcast, for the fans, by the fans. Ultimately, we're looking at it through our lens, not seeing what, what you would see, right? And, and ultimately, I think I pin that on Kyler Murray almost every time. But now thinking about it, yeah, exactly. The coach has to get it in, too. So you really don't know where that's coming from right now. It could be no, uneven. But it's both. Yeah, and, and it's both. Like, the play call could be in, and it's just taking too much time to get the play in for him, right? He's not calling it quick enough. He's not. People aren't getting lined up fast enough. It can go both ways. But, you know, if you look at it really from the outside right now, me looking at it from the outside, it just kind of looks like, the coach Kingsbury is still trying to call the play and there's 12 seconds left on the play clock, you know? So it's not enough time to get everybody lined up. Like I said, point the mic, get everybody knowing on the same page, offensive line and running back to who to block. So. Well, and, and you know, where you see it on both sides of the ball, now I'm going to fast forward and I don't want to go all the way to the end, but I am for this, for this reason, there was the time where they were trying to sub somebody in and it was coming out of a timeout already that the Raiders had called. And you see players running. I couldn't see who it was from my view, but I saw guys trying to run in. And ultimately, I did see uh, Isaiah Simmons looking lost. Like, what are we doing? I don't understand what's going on. And I think J.J. Watt called a double, you know, a back-to-back timeout at that point. And, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so you see this a lot, just the, the calling in late or, or on the offense. One of the two. I mean, I, I, but I yeah. hear you. I, now that you're saying that, that makes me think it does come from the coaching side. You know, Defensively, now, for me, especially, I, you would have to think that that's a, a coaching, a coaching thing because if you don't have the right defense on the defense on the field, I, especially coming out of a timeout, that's. I mean, you have all the time in the world to figure out what your defense is. Now, it's either somebody not paying attention player wise that was supposed to be out there that's not out there, or coach is trying to uh, rotate somebody at the last second, and now you've got people trying to come off. There's people coming on, and now, like you said, the confusion is what happens. 
Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Britt Brit Golden, Britt Golden, by the way. Uh, over the course, I want to give some more credence to to you. Is uh, over the course of this past summer, you actually you got to participate in a coaching in the whole coaching program, right? You got to be with the Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I did the uh, internship with the Buccaneers this summer. So you've got to see both sides, not just from the being on the field side, but now also from the sidelines as a coach and participating yeah, yeah. from that angle. So um, Britton Golden, our, our guest host here, filling in for Gunner. Gunner is in Hawaii. What a game he missed being in Hawaii. Um, with that being said, uh, I'm here on location in Las Vegas uh, trying to get out of Vegas. Now, as we fast forward, right, the first half, a lot of the same, a mess. You're down by a lot. And you're thinking, you know, the Cardinals got to get points. Cardinals got to get points. But it's what I've said on the last couple podcasts. There gets to be a time where Kyler Murray, and this is going to sound stupid now knowing how it ends, but there gets to a point where Kyler Murray, it sort of feels like he, like he thinks it's over and he's just kind of lackadaisical when he's just throwing things up. And it just, just seems like he's into it. And then all of a sudden, you fast forward to like middle of the third quarter when they get that touchdown where he scrambled. And Kyler Murray on that scramble for that long touchdown, 85 yards over 21 seconds that he ran around back there and willed his way to a touchdown. And I haven't seen that Kyler Murray since week seven of the last season. And if you remember week seven, that's, that was a week before the Green Bay game. They played okay in the Green Bay game. But when that game, they were lackadaisical then. They almost could win it at, at the end, and then A.J. Green doesn't turn around. And, boy, A.J. Green, we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, <laughs> A.J. Green, for as good as he's been in his career, he had, a, a, uh, he had a very, very rough day, but mightily rough redeemed day. himself. Um, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I want to go there so bad. Um, Kyler Murray, after that scramble, all of a sudden, it felt like the swagger on offense that we thought this team would bad. have entering the season was back. Like, they yeah. had the juice, and all of a sudden, this was the offense we were looking for. They did it again on the two-point conversion. They, it just – everything started to go their way, and uh, ultimately, uh, you, I think that's where the light switch was flipped, and, and hopefully now you see that the Cardinals – this is the offense we'll see moving forward. What do you think, Brett? Um, for sure. I was in a, a group text with a bunch of buddies, you know, during that 21 second play. And I was just like, I said, you can, you could see, I said, all the bad stuff, probably shouldn't cuss on here. All the bad stuff y'all said about Kyle Murray in this text message. <laughs> I said, like, y'all got to take all of it back. I said, the man is, is a crazy athlete and he single-handedly out-athleted the Raiders the end of that second half. Like he, between scrambling, avoiding tackles, not getting sacked. I mean, he should have been sacked three times on one of those plays. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And getting making plays and getting in the end zone, two-point conversions, making stuff happen, like, that's just crazy. Like, he single-handedly just, like you said, there was a, a switch that flipped in his head that was like, look, we got this touchdown late in the game. We're eight points down. We can really do this if we score, if we get the ball back and score. And he did it. He drove the field. Made some crazy things happen, got in the end zone, got the two-point conversion, and set him up to win. So looking at some of the quotes of the first half, and I want to be over the first half here in a second, but uh, Kansas City and Las Vegas had combined for 520 yards in the first half in the first two games versus us. That's in the first half. <laughs> or, uh, or, sorry, between – yeah, in the first well, half of both teams combined. Holy hell. Games, 500 oh. yards of offense given up? Oh. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, I see this one. I ex someone tweeted out. I expect more from a two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback. I expect more from a head coach and a GM giving six year extensions. This team is two thousand eighteen bad, and that was the year Steve Wilkes was fired. Uh, Josh Rosen, Ain't that, that bull. Yeah. Ain't that bad. Well, it was that bad in the first half. I mean, that's how yeah, ugly it was. Yes, when you it looked like it. The first six quarters of football, it was that bad for six quarters. Um, mm -hmm. Another one, when, when Kyler Murray did the intentional grounding, that's an, a rookie mistake Kyler Murray is making in year four. Would be nice if he had a head coach who could, uh, who could not so politely point that out. And I pointed out before, I think the buddy-buddy relationship between Kyler and Cliff is a problem, but hopefully they can grow out of it because it, it feels like there's not enough uh, leadership coming from coach to star quarterback because of the relationship. That's just my fan opinion. Britt, I've you said can that comment before. on it if you want. You've said that, I've before. Said that before. I was on a, I was on another podcast. Um, uh, what was it? Clancy's. It was Locked on Cards with uh, Clancy. Um Hey Brett, let's not plug Brett, let's not plug other podcasts, please. No, sorry, my bad. But we talked about the same thing. I said it was just a um there's too much of, like you said, the buddy buddy thing, right? I don't want to piss him off, right? I don't want to make him feel like you are the head coach of an NFL football team. Yes, you want to be a player's coach, but you cannot be a best friend. Like it's got to be some point when you make a bad decision that the head coach comes in, your offensive coordinator, whoever it is, comes over and is like, hey, that was a dumb mistake. That was stupid. Like, that is not something we need to do. It shouldn't be over there like, oh, it's okay. We'll get him again. Like, no, no, no. There's no more French. Like, I get the friend part. Like, I get you want to be a player's coach, but there's a, there's limitations to being. There's boundaries at some point, yeah. right? you got to have boundaries you got to somewhere. Establish. It's like being a parent, right? If I just let my kids walk all over me. And what does me saying no do to anything, right? You can't allow that. Now, I want them to be friendly with me, but at the end of the day, I'm your dad. I'm not your friend. So at that point, you know, I just think it's it's that he's just – somebody's got to take that leadership role, and he's Cliff has to come in and be like, hey, he's got to talk to him in situations like that as a player, not as a friend, you know, like as the coach to a player. So now we'll, let's go into the third quarter, right? Things start to pick up after that crazy scramble and that drive from Kyler Murray. You start to see him moving the ball down the field. But before I get that, we'll hit on one more negative. But maybe it was a positive. At one point, you see them not conferred on a drive, and Zach Ertz visibly is upset. And when you look to this locker room, this is what I've been wanting. You're paying J.J. Watt a lot of money. You know, you're paying guys like Zach Ertz. You brought these guys in to provide this leadership around this young quarterback, right? And around this young team as a whole. When you look at that defense, you got a lot of young guys. Oh, it's very so, young. Yeah, they're very young. And then you look at the offense, same thing. You, you know, not everybody's AJ Green out there, right? No, you no. got a lot of guys that are young bucks yeah. on that team. So you brought in a Rodney Hudson, you brought in a Zach Ertz. You know, those guys are supposed to kind of police the locker room, I would think. Um, James Conner, you know, James yeah. Conner's been in this league for a while now. That's the same way. You just got to get, I mean, seeing Zach Ertz, you know, visibly upset and speaking out, yes, that helps. And like you said, all the veteran guys that they've brought in for that, that needs to happen more often instead of having these young guys who've never been in this situation and don't know how to handle these situations. I'm not saying they're not professional. I'm not saying they don't know how to do it, but they've just never been in the situations that these 10-year veterans have been in. So 
you need, especially like a, a JJ Watt. JJ Watt's been doing this for 12, 13, 14. I don't know how many years. It's been a while. But, you know, he's been a all pro. He's a three time defensive player of the year. Like, this is somebody who's been through it and has done it. That's somebody that you need to, he needs to be at the forefront. You know, hey, this is unacceptable. You know, we need to figure something out. We can't be giving up 300 yards a half in the first half of these games. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course, J.J. Watt, you know, big, played big. Like, what is the second play of the game? He had a sack right away, setting the tone. And then uh, as the game progressed, he had some hurries, some pressures, you know, didn't necessarily get the quarterback much more, but uh, he, he was making car work, and that's what was causing those stops later on that ultimately uh, got the Cardinals back the ball. I want to cover some numbers. Zach Ertz, eight receptions, 75 yards. That's what you want to see from Zach Ertz. I remember there was a quote last Every year week. I tweeted out, yeah, I tweeted out earlier this week. Kyla Murray said, uh, going into that Rams playoff game, we got to get Zach Ertz more involved. The guy's always open. Okay, well, <laughs> since that quote, he, we haven't gotten him involved until <clears throat> now. This is what you want to see. Eight receptions, 75 yards. That is huge. Uh, almost average 10 yards a reception. First downs. That's all day with yeah, Zach Ertz. He's got to have, Zach Ertz has to have between six to ten targets a game. You have to find a way to get him that many targets because he's going to catch the ball and he will be open. Guess but, how many targets he ended with today, Brett? What, do you have eight for eight? No, 11. He had 11 targets today. That's what you want to see. Yeah, um, if you get that else many targets, get him involved. Yes. something. That's why you traded for him. You know, that's why you brought him to the team, right? Um, something else you heard from Kyler Murray earlier this week is Mar uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown is a star, and he needs to be treated like a star. Eleven. That's why you traded your first-round pick for him. He said he should be getting 11 targets a game. Guess how many targets he got today, Britt? What? 11. Uh, no, okay. 11 on the nose. So well, that's good. That, that's what it needs to be. I would guarantee if you look at the numbers, most of those came in the second half. I think at least six or seven came in the second half. And, and ultimately, we got – that's my only criticism about this game right now. I mean, there was a lot at the beginning, but that win, you know, yeah. puts it away. My criticism is we you got to get going faster. And hopefully this is going to be the spark that, that starts that going forward, right? You, you have the spark moving forward that this team will get going in the first quarter. And, heck, if it's not the first quarter, at least they get started in the second quarter. But, you know, this starting in mid-third – it ain't gonna. You're not gonna play winning football if you keep doing this. Kyler Murray is really good. You can't win games like that. You can't win games starting the game in the third quarter because this is the NFL. 
Yep. Everybody's getting paid. Yep. Everybody's good at this, right? I mean, it's if, if you look back even last year, you know, the, the Colts had to beat the Jaguars at the end of the year to get in the playoffs. And the Jaguars were going to get the number one pick because they were terrible. And then the Jaguars just obliterate the Colts. And they lose their playoff hopes. It's the same thing. Like, everybody is good in this league, right? Whether they're a perennial losing team or not, these are NFL players that are playing on this on this football team. It's not it's not like you're playing, you know, we're going back to play college football. So yeah, you've got to come out and start the game fast. If you start slow, you're setting yourself up for failure. Something I do want to talk about, mandatory Dorch. Greg, light the Dorch Dorch. He's looked amazing since preseason. I've been giving him his flowers. <laughs> Britt, I feel like you're gonna respect him more than any receiver on this team. Because if I parallel it here a little bit, where he started on the roster is kind of where you started at the roster, right? And now this is, with watching him, he's climbed the depth chart. I don't care what anybody says. Every week that Rondell Moore misses. I love to see I mean. (laughs) He's he's literally doing what Rondell Moore was doing. So the thing about it is, like, to have two of those, when Rondell Moore gets healthy, Hey, when, when Rondell Moore gets healthy, to have two of those, like, weapons at the same time is – the Cardinals really have a very special receiver room that nobody knows about yet. Outside of D-Hop, you know, Hollywood Brown and A.J. Green, right, those are names that everybody's known for a while. But they got two, three guys in that room with Gorch and uh, Rondell Moore and even Isabella, you know, and – they, they got a lot of names in that room that can play this game. And Dorch has just done nothing but since he's stepped foot on the scene, he's done nothing but rise his stock every day, every game. He gets open. He gets separ- He gets that separation. He catches, he catches the ball. Catches everything thrown his way. I mean, this kid. I, he's making his I, I am. I'm about one game away from buying a Greg Dorch jersey. I'm just, but I'm, here's what I'm nervous about. I'm just nervous because Michael Bidwell has alluded that we're going to get new jerseys here probably next season. So I, I don't want to rush the gun on that. But no way, I, they're uh, not spending money, are they? They're going to spend money. Brother, yeah, they spent. Hey, hey, it sounds like Bidwell wants to <laughs> wants to give the fans what they want, which is uh, always good to see. Um, so I, we do want to touch on AJ Bra- or AJ uh, AJ Green. Um. I want to touch on him before we get to the Hollywood Brown uh, when it was on fourth and one and they went for the gusto. A.J. Green had a day, to say the least, uh, not in a good way. Um, had a lot of attempts. Did he just look like he was doing too much? Does he look like he's lost a step? What is it? I mean, clearly he's not the same guy he was in those highlights Cincinnati days. But w- what do you see from A.J. Green? I mean, they went – they. It was almost like A.J. Green was the safety valve for Kyler in a lot of ways towards the end. And we saw that in the first half of the season until the Green Bay game. And then after that, it was like A.J. Green was in the doghouse with Kyler. Um, they didn't really connect much after that moment. And now it's like, okay, we've had an offseason together. And it's like Kyler trusts him again. And he was a safety valve today. But what do you think? Is he doing too much? Is he just not? Is he lost it and maybe shouldn't be on the roster at this point once everyone's – what is it? there. He was in position every time. It was just a couple – you know, there was there was plays. He just didn't come down with the football. And I don't think it's time to panic. 
to be honest with you, he's a true professional. He's been doing this for a long time. I mean, AJ's a, he's an all pro. You, you talk about it. real quick, Brett. You talk about your group chat. I'll tell you right now, my group chat <laughs> was cutting AJ Green about ten hey, times. I believe it. I believe it. Hey, I know. Listen, we used to get on. We used to after the game. We used to just go laugh at people that would just be on Twitter, just going crazy, throwing people's names up there. Like, <laughs> like man, they they are so serious. Like, don't even. This run. is insight you don't game. hear. This is no, insight you don't hear. We take this game so serious. We don't want to lose. <laughs> nobody want. Nobody goes out there to lose as a football player. I don't care what people say. Like they're throwing the game. In this sport, nobody goes out there to be bad. Nobody wants to put bad stuff on tape. So. For me, I think AJ Green just had it was just a bad day. Just wasn't a good day for him. You know, he had that first one that just he didn't come down with that one, and then it was just kind of like, you know, the waterfall. It just keeps going down, just goes down. You know, when it rains, it pours kind of day. So I don't think it's time to panic. I just think he just now, had a bad day. Now he completely redeemed himself to tie the game. <laughs> uh, That's why I'm saying I'm not. It's not time to panic. I think he just had. It was just the time he got into his own head because of some drops, and it was like feeling down and didn't let it. But he came back at the end in a big way and did what he had to do. Uh, yeah, say what you want. You want to hate on A.J. Green without that one catch. And it was a great throw by Kyler. I Don't let me not give Kyler his flowers. Right. That, Kyler made some just unbelievable plays in the second half. Like, but like you need to that see that every time. That's the thing with Kyler. That needs to show up all game. Not just at this the end is when why it's... Kyler is the second highest paid player in the league. When you see stuff like that, that's For why sure. we paid him, right? Yeah. Ultimately, you paid him to be that guy that puts the team on his back and gets you W's. And, uh, sure. I mean, I get it was a team effort today, but Kyler sure drug them out of the doghouse uh, a lot at the end of the third and, and through the fourth. Um, now let's talk about when the Cardinals go for the gusto on fourth and one. And this is one thing that infuriates Cardinal fans and infuriates them is on those short yardage. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. I just don't get it. And, and just I don't sum it up go routes. Like, what, what, uh, what, yes, what I don't understand is on short yardage, when you need it, we throw it deep every time. And it's like, I get it. You're going to catch him off guard. Sure, whatever. And, and we'll get to this specific play in a second. But then on long conversions, they run these like screen throws and all this. It's always like we're trying to surprise the other team. But if they've watched any film on us, you can tell we do the opposite in every situation. <laughs> and it makes fans just scratch their head like, what the hell are you guys doing? But let's some get to that play. play. Calls, some of the play calls were a little bit like... <sighs> Fourth and one, third and two. Like, I, why are we throwing a jump ball fade on fourth and two? Yeah. And I'm glad that you questioned that. No disrespect. No disrespect either because the man is a hell of a receiver. But why are we throwing a jump ball third and third and goal or whatever it is? Why are we throwing a jump ball to, to Hollywood? Like, you got 6'3", six, 6'4", six, A.J. Green out there. If you want to throw a jump ball, let's throw it to somebody who is tall where it makes sense. I, I just I don't understand the you know, we all want it. Hell, if it ended the game and that was in there, they're like, Britt, we're throwing you a jump ball. Screw it, throw it to me. Give me whatever you want. But you're not gonna say, you know, Hey coach, maybe we should give it to AJ. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> gonna say that. If you did, you ain't gonna play in the league right now. Well, I, I will I will say some of those growing pains, right? Again, the idea of that you traded for Hollywood, their best friends, that rapport 
I can kind of yeah. get why they go to Hollywood in that in that. I I, I understand moment, it, right? but my thing is my thing is there's got to be a better play call in your book for third and short, third and goal, I whatever agree. it is, than to just throw up a fade ball. Like this is the NFL. I know your best your best play call in the in the red zone is not a a, a jump ball fade. So 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 that fourth and one, uh, Hollywood was wide open on the sideline. I and from my view. He caught it. It was there. And then obviously it looked like he got punched out. Should he have just caught it and go down in that moment instead of turning up the field and allowing the defender to punch it out? Like secure the ball, get down in that moment? Or, or you're going for the gusto, you're going for the touchdown. What do you do in that moment? I think he was just playing football, you know. And he, <laughs> he knew he was open and he caught it. I just It's one of those things where it's you can't really fault anybody for that. I mean, he was wide open. He made the catch. He when he caught it, he did what he's taught to do: catch it, try to. I, I, could he have tucked it faster? Eh, you know. I mean, was it a great play by the safety? Yes, great play. Right. The only thing I can say is, at the end of the day, they're going to count it as a drop because it was in your hands. And as a receiver, you just got to know you have to know you're going to get hit in this situation. You have to know somebody's coming. Right. So. Am I going to fault the man for dropping it? No. Is it going to count as a drop? Yes. You know, just how that's how it it's going to play out. It was just you want to see him catch that? Yes. You want to see him catch it. I don't. I don't think there's anything he could have done differently. I saw a series of tweets in that moment. Uh, Darren Urban, who covers the Cardinals, does a great job. You know, he works for the oh, team. Yeah. He's like, "What a great play!" And I don't know how much of that is Darren Urban because he works for the team, or he genuinely thought that was just a great play. And then I saw someone else. Yeah, and then and then I saw some. Or you know, he he thought it was a great play call, right? Like an amazing play call. Should have caught it. Should have oh, been play call. Play call. It play, looks right? like an amazing. It looks like an amazing play call because it it was possibly completed, like you said. Well, he was if wide open, right? He yeah, looked wide open. Not, he could have caught it. Not there. Yeah, if it's not there, you know, then everybody talk about play calls like that was a bad play call. I wasn't a fan of the play call. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a fan of it. Well, and that, that's what I was gonna go into. I saw other people saying terrible play call, and I can I go mean, either I way. I like the play call, but it's one of those like catch twenty two things, you know? Like that's uh, what we say on offense, right? Oh, he ran the wrong route. Somehow he still got the ball thrown to him, and he caught it for a first down or a touchdown, right? Ain't nobody complaining about it till you go to film the next day and they yeah, realize that you ran the wrong route, right? But at the end of the day, coach's gonna be like, you know, you messed up, you ran the wrong route. Hell of a catch. Thank you for catching getting the first down, touchdown, whatever it is. So that one right there, I think, if he catches it, it's a different story. Before we cover the final drive and the game winner, because we're going to end on that high, uh, I do want to ask you, because you've been in the film room following a game, you know, maybe a, a nail-biter loss. For Kyler, when you're in that position, when you guys are in that moment, and, and like he has where he's burning timeouts and then he's uh, uh we talked about with the coaches like it could be them getting in late but the 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 one play for example where he again it's year four and he's he's uh oh gosh what am I, the words i'm looking for he, he intentional grounding he threw through uh he clearly was in the pocket no, like no. just felt like a dumb play like at i get it's gonna happen but it feels like it always happens with kyler so what happens in, in year four when you're when you're now you're basically a vet at year four, so yeah. and you're the quarterback. Like, I get it's a little different because the buddy buddy, but 
what is what is being said to Kyler tomorrow in film? I mean, obviously they won, so they're going to be happy. But I mean, I could tell you what would be said in you know the 2015 yeah coaches room. You know, I could tell you what would be said in there. Don't get me wrong; like all these quarterbacks do this. I mean, there's yeah. guys, there's guys, twenty year veteran quarterbacks that get intentional grounding calls, and they're dumb intentional grounding calls. It's just one of those split second where I am not trying to take this sack. <laughs> and you just let it go. It's it's like it's just one of those brain farts. If if, if that's how you it feels play. like every other game though with Kyler. That's the only frustrating part is yeah, it feels like I get it's going to happen. You would in hope the somebody says season. something. Yeah, I ugh. you would hope in that you would hope in that in the room in the film room when they're watching it that Cliff or the quarterback coach or whoever is the one that's that's explaining it in there is like hey. Like this shit, this stuff can't happen, you know. Like this can't happen. <laughs> that uh, the voice, you, the voice you hear right there, Britton Golden, former uh, Cardinals wide receiver, uh, guest hosting Gunner, ditched me for Hawaii, missed a heck of a game, and now we're gonna cover the last drive uh, of the game. And I'll tell you, sitting around a bunch of Cardinal fans, it was woe is me. Everybody's like, we're screwed. There's no way they're getting a stop again. And not once, but twice, they knocked the ball loose. The first time they knocked the ball loose. Back-to-back plays, wasn't it? Same. Yeah. Hunter Renfro was both of them, too. Yeah. Every uh, The first time, so let's talk about the first time, uh, they knocked the ball out. Everyone's losing their mind around me, thinking we recovered it. And uh, well, what's his name? Um, the tight end. Not Waller, but the other tight end. Moreau. Right? Yeah, Moreau. Yeah, Foster Foster Moreau. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he, I think he, when I saw it happen and looking at the Jumbotron, I think the Cardinals recovered. I genuinely, I, I really do. But I think Foster, grown man strength, ripped that thing out under that pile and <laughs> came away I with it. Was I just a better, it was a better angle for Moreau to fall on it because he was yeah. – directly over the top of the ball. So I think I think they got there at the same time. I just think uh Moreau was stronger at the bottom of the pile. What what happens at the bottom of those piles, Britt? You don't want to know. <laughs> no, I've heard it gets a, I heard yeah, it gets a, a little ugly under the pile, but so yeah, then obviously done. last play of the game, you're thinking they're already in field goal range. They could end this thing. Yeah. They're just trying to get a little bit closer, make it a sure thing. And and ultimately, who's – I mean, if you're the Raider fans, you know, I want to hear their podcast next because I want to hear what do they think. <laughs> they did not think happily right now. They ain't nothing I, happy. I, well, my thing is do they think they should have been moving, you know, trying trying to get the extra yardage or just take the field goal at that point? But um, – and I saw some Cardinal fans question on our end, right, when we went for that fourth and one. Uh, they questioned, you know, why not kick that really long field goal? If you miss it, you give them the ball right there anyway. That's the thing. Like at this point, and they're going to get an opportunity regardless. Even if you make that field goal, now they they get an opportunity to to move the ball. So, like you said, it's do we kick it and miss it? They get it here, or you know, do we go for it? If we don't get it, they still get it here. So, so going into the final play, Isaiah Simmons, who much like AJ Green, had a very rough day. He went from having the green dot, and for those that, you know, maybe knew and, and just like the entertainment factor of this show, which I appreciate, the green dot is you're calling 
in the plays of the defense. You're letting everyone know where they're supposed to be, what's going on. You're the quarterback, and, essentially. Yeah, you're the quarterback of the defense. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that was Isaiah Simmons week one. Well, he got stripped of that. And, well, I, don't, I, I went in the coaching room. I don't know what the call was, but he wasn't wearing the green dot today. Uh, Zayvon Collins was, which scares the hell out of me. The, the, both of these guys are young guys, and you're They're putting young. them in charge of it. Oh, you put them in charge of that. It's just, it, it scares me. But so Isaiah didn't get m- many snaps in the first half. And uh, everyone on Twitter was wondering, like, wow, from penthouse where everyone thought this guy is going to make strides this year to outhouse, we're concerned that, that he's now in the doghouse and he's not going to play much. I mean, people were ready to kill Kime. I mean, it was just bad at that point. You know, people already don't like Kime uh, for some draft questions and everything else. But, uh, yeah, u- ultimately, people were calling for his head when they saw Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons not playing. They're like, well, what the heck? He's the one guy we thought, out of him and Zayvon Collins, he was the guy that we thought was closer to a sure thing at this point. So Isaiah Simmons makes a play, punches the ball out. And then it gets scooped up by Byron Murphy. I'm losing my mind at this point. Just thinking that we recovered it and we're going to get to make a drive. I like him jumping around. And the next thing I see, I look over. Byron's running down the sideline. And he has got a clear path. Gone. Gone. And he's gone. There's nobody catching him. I was, <laughs> I'm sitting here on the couch watching on the TV. I my wife is sitting right next to me. We're sitting there, and I'm just like, well, you know, they gave it a, a hell of an effort. And then <laughs> Isaiah Simmons hits that man, and that ball gets loose. And I jumped up off the couch. I was like, we got another chance. And then I see Byron Murphy just skating down the sideline. I was like, mine was blown. I was like, there's no way they just won this game on a 60, 70-yard fumble recovery. Like, So <laughs> that happens. He gets in the end zone. Everyone on the sideline rushes the field. And again, that's that light switch again, where this team has been, they've had been pressure. They've heard the outside noise. Like you said, they check Twitter. You know, they see what people are saying. Everybody sees it. So you got all this, all this noise, people dogging you. And they already know, like, after this performance, it's only going to get worse. And so that play happens. Everyone, I'm sure it was a sigh of relief. The emotions running wild. They all run onto the field. I'm sitting on the sideline um, near the goal line, right, where Byron runs in. I don't see that he drops the ball, which looks like almost early, which, God, what is that conversation tomorrow? Uh, He would – and it happens way more than it should, right? It's like guys just like – Bro, just hold on to the football until you are five yards deep in the end zone. If you're going to get in the end zone anyway, you just – that Keep whole dropping it short. Could you imagine, though, could you imagine the conversation if you get a fumble, a scoop and score, and you threw it down short of the goal line, and it goes out the back of the end zone, and it's a touchback and Las Vegas Raiders football on the 20-yard line? I just – I really want to be in the room during that convo tomorrow when they rewatch the play, and then they say, Byron – Fantastic, but dummy, hold the hold ball. Hold on to the damn ball. <laughs> this is not it. This is stuff you get set, you know, in high school, you run laps for, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, nothing crazy is going to happen to Byron Murphy if he would have actually done it. But that's one of those things where it's like, dude, like, this is 
it's this is bigger than getting cut or you know this is this is a game this is this is our record and this is a game we needed to win you know so uh yeah we're getting the quote from uh producer major league, Hell <laughs> yeah, the major league. Yeah. don't ever do it again <laughs> <laughs> great quote from major league hell of a catch don't ever Love do it again it. um so you know where i'm sitting what i want to bring up is you know at the end of the game especially a game like that when it's close who comes down from the press box Britt? Uh, your GM, or, or owner. from the owner's box, I should say. Yeah, your owner, your GM, they're standing on the sideline. So your right in front of me, player personnel. Yeah, right in front of me is Steve Kime, GM of the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, owner of the Cardinals, right, and Adrian, Adrian and Adrian Wilson, assistant GM of the Cardinals, who was up for GM jobs in the offseason. Your top three, your top three people upstairs, of course. As soon as it gets close, uh, so they'll be down there. So when Byron scores and everyone runs on the field, the I wish I would have pulled out my phone. The look, and if you can play this back, if you have an opportunity to go watch the game, watch that play, I'm sure it's going to be all over Twitter. If you can get a look, those guys on the field, Steve Kime, out of everybody, I could feel the relief that Isaiah Simmons, a draft pick he's been criticized about, and Byron Murphy a draft pick that, at times, he's been criticized about. Both made the play to win. And Kyler Murray, another guy he drafted, all made plays. None of these were free agents. They all, or no, and it was no one he tra- traded for, which he, you know, everyone loves him for his trades. Everyone gets on him for one thing, his draft picks. Draft picks. And who seals the deal but his draft picks? <laughs> his draft picks finally, finally came through. Uh. Oh. What a game, what a game, what a game. Um, well, this is a kickoff in the Valley. That right there, filling in for Gunner, Britton Golden, Arizona Cardinal alumni wide receiver. I'm Tyler with Bird Gang Travel Club. I was here in Vegas. I'm still here in Vegas. My flight is boarding, so I, we have to wrap this up like ASAP. <laughs> nope. Okay, so Las Vegas is Salt Lake. They're not calling me, but I can see it from here. Uh, yeah, we got to wrap up pretty quickly. But with that being said... Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. Give us all the love. Uh, I've made it really easy. Cardinalspodcast.com or kickoffinthevalley.com, whatever you want to go to, you'll find all the different channels to subscribe to. Subscribe to. Don't forget, we do do a show that will drop on Wednesday and Friday, always with some awesome special guests. We'll definitely have Britt back on at some point. Yeah, I'm already suckering you into that, bud. You're going to be back <laughs> on the show for sure. Uh, Britt and Golden. Britt, you want to plug anything? You want to plug your ha- handles, your channels, anything? Oh, man. I don't have your social channels. media? <laughs> my Twitter is my first and last name. There you go. You could do the same thing on Instagram. It'll pop up. And, hey, if you own any golf clubs, uh, any golf resorts, Britt, you can find Britt on a golf course uh, pretty much three to four days a week. So uh, holler uh, at him. Get, get in those DMs and uh, invite him out to your course. I, I have heard that Britt, Still plays golf with some pretty cool friends uh, that that might have been in his receiver room occasionally. Um, yeah, I had to take Jerron Brown's money the other day. There you go. But I take more of his money. He ended up going to Seattle. Like <laughs> some money from Seattle. Uh, well, with that being said, I, I don't know how else we cap this off. What a win by the Arizona Cardinals! They moved to one and one. The Raiders go to zero and two. We saw that stat the other day about teams that start zero and two. They don't make the playoffs. Uh, there hasn't been one since 2018. 
So Cardinals avoid that. And and like we've said, they got to be, we're looking to be three and three by the time Hop comes back. So next up this week, it's Rams week. They got to contain Cooper Cup. I don't know how they're going to do it with their secretary because that man's on a tear. Uh, but we'll get more into that game this week. Again, this is Kickoff in the Valley. Find us at kickoffofthevalley.com.